we're talking about the passion of Christ. And on last week, we celebrated his resurrection. And in his resurrection, there are certain things that was was purchased. There are certain things that was was uh, given to us. But if we don't recognize and understand the importance of what went on, we will never walk in the victory that God has already won for us. I said, God has already won us victory. And so today I want to talk about living a victorious life, living a victorious life. All too often um, we we are living beneath our standards. We're living beneath what God said that we could live. And it's the enemy's desire to constantly push us down, constantly tell us that we can't do, constantly tell us that we're a failure, constantly tell us that you're not good enough. But I want you to know that it has nothing to do with anybody else says God has already made you victorious and you have to see yourself as being victorious. You have to see yourself as being uh, 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 what God has called for you to be. And you're like, well, I don't know what God has called for me to be, but I do know that God has called for us to be victorious. He has called for us to be victorious. Let's turn to, um, let's turn to Psalms one. And I want to read verses one through three. And it said, blessed is the one who does not walk in steps with the wicked. They don't do what? They don't walk in steps with the wicked. Nor do they stand in the way that sinners take. They don't do what? They don't stand in what? The way that sinners do what? They take. They don't walk in the steps with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Sit in the company of people who talk about other people. Sit in the company of people who are slandering everyone else. You don't deal with that. But it says, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates um, on his uh, blessed is the one. Let me go back to verse the first part of that blessed one. It says blessed is the one who delights, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Verse three, it says. When you meditate on God's law day and night, when his law is your delight, then we can go to verse three. We want to jump to verse three, skip over verse two. We're not delighting ourselves in the law of the Lord. We're not delighting ourselves in his word. We're not meditating on it day and night. We just pick it up when trouble comes. We just decide that, oh, today I'm going to just, I'm going to just fan through the Bible. Okay. All right. Uh, No, I don't want to read that. So I close it. When we meditate on the law of the Lord, it says, then that person is like a tree planted. Where what? Planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever they do does what? Fails. Whatever they do doesn't succeed. Oh, I only got one person saying it prospers. Does it prosper? Is where it says it prospers. So when we meditate on the law of the Lord, when we delight ourselves in Him, we're like a tree, a tree 
that's planted by the uh, streams of water and yields its fruit in its season. All of us, you may be in a dry season right now, but you keep delighting yourself in the law of the Lord. You keep digging in and you keep meditating on the word of God. Due season is going to come. I heard the, uh, 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 the old saints used to say due season. Due season means when uh, spring, summer, winter, and fall. You may be in a winter season right now, but the spring is going to come. You're going to start budding some things. And then sooner or later, you're going to start reproducing and being able to eat some of the fruit of when you were meditating on God. When you were digging in on God, I'm talking about living a victorious life. I don't know about you, but I want to live victoriously in every single area of my life. Living victoriously does not mean that you're going to have everything that you need. Living victorious does not mean that 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 when you pray to God and immediately God is going to answer. Now he can but sometimes there may be a waiting season. It does not mean that you're going to have to su- that, that you're not going to have to suffer. Think about all of the things that Christ suffered through, but yet he it says that he still rose up with all power in his hand. He rose with the victory. We just got finished singing a song that talked about victory belongs to Jesus. It belongs to Jesus because he was able to go through and suffer the things that he went through. And so, in other words, uh, uh, living victorious means that we are going to refuse to let anything or anyone hinder us from delighting ourselves in God. We're not going to let no one. We're not going to let nothing hinder us from delighting ourselves in the Lord. But the only way that you could really receive victory It's got to be in Christ Jesus. Victory in Christ Jesus. Let's look at the definition of victory. And let me, I forgot to do our our scripture confessions, Pastor Robert. I'm going to move forward. Yes, sir. Yes. The definition of victory is an act of defeating an enemy or opponent in battle a game, or other competition. It's the act of defeating an enemy. I thought it was strange of how, um, of how the dictionary would, would put it like this, an enemy. We have an enemy. That is the adversary, the devil, who is a roaring lion, and he's walking around looking whom he may devour. So it's the, an act of defeating an enemy or an opponent in a battle, game, or other competition. Any of y'all dealing with some things right now? Any of you in a battle right now? Are you in a battle? I know I'm in a battle. But victory says that it's an act of. It's an act. means that we have to do something in order to defeat and to win that battle. Y'all following me? So let's look at what victorious means. Now, victorious is the opposite. Victorious says that having conquered in battle, you're no longer not, you're not, it's it's past tense of victory. Means to say that you have conquered it. You're having conquered it. You overcome it. Um, in the battle or contest or having overcame an enemy or an antagonist. 
Antagonist is somebody that comes and nags you. Antagonist is somebody that comes and every time you turn around, they're right there to try to just, just, just bother the purity mess out of you. They're constantly there. That, that person that gets on your nerves every time you go to work and you're like, I'm going into work today and I'm going to have a good day. And they're the first people that you see. They're antagonizing you. <laughs> they want to make you get up and, and you don't want, you come in, ooh, it's a lovely day. Hey, everybody. And what's so lovely about it? Boom. They're antagonizing you and trying to pull you out of the place of your peace and your comfort. And so God says that uh, 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 we can live a victorious life. And the, uh, 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 Jesus, he was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He was victorious over every sin that we could ever encounter. And so what this means is, is that we can live victoriously because of the mere fact that Christ has already won it for us. We just have to learn how to live and to walk in what God has already given us. Y'all following me? Let's look at Colossians 2 and 15. This is it's saying that Jesus, he says in this way, Jesus has already disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities Everything that seems like it's going to have captive over you, everything that it seems like it's going to have authority over you, that situation that you feel like has got you pinned down and, and you're, you're walking under that control. It says it says I've disarmed it. He may have a gun, but he don't have any bullets. He may have a, a bow and arrow, but he don't have no arrows. He has a bow, but he ain't got no. So in other words, when Jesus did what he did, he disarmed all the spiritual rulers and authority, everything that would hold you captive. He came and he disarmed it. And so we have to recognize that he has been disarmed. He really has no power over us except that which we give him. And it says he shamed them publicly by his what? Victory over them, victory over them on the cross. Everything that we could ever go through, sickness, disease, was nailed on the cross. He won our healing. He won our deliverance. He won our peace. We have victory. And we have to walk in that victory. Living victorious means that we have victory over everything that Christ has, that Jesus Christ has victory over. It means that we are free to walk in everything that Jesus walked in. Y'all believe that on today? Amen. Do you believe that you can walk, uh, walk up to a, 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 a dying and a sick man and lay hands on them and see them recover? The Bible says that greater works will you do. You see me do, you will do greater works. You'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But how many of us really can walk in a hospital room and say, get up, rise up. We're not, we're not going to do it. We're not going to command a situation and say, you know what? I command that this situation is not going to be the way it is. Look, get right. A lot of times we get drawn into that situation. 
We get drawn into those things. But God says that we have victory. Jesus has already won the victory. Victory means that we are that we're walking in right relationship with God. And I really like this. And it says that is unhindered. Unhindered by anything that would disrupt or cast a shadow on your relationship with him. Unhindered. Anybody dealing with some hindrances in here? I see one person saying. Unhindered. Well, maybe you may not be dealing with some situations that's hindering you, but maybe there's some shadows that's being casted. That you can't really even see the goodness of God. You can't see all of who God is. There's shadows. Let's read First uh, John 5, 4 and 5. Now, our victory comes in Christ Jesus, in Jesus. If you're outside of Jesus, you can't expect to have victory, but it comes in him. So First uh, John 4, 5, uh, 5, 4 and 5 says, for whatever is born of God is what? So what being born of God means that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you are now have come up under his ruleship and you have allowed him. We say born again. You have allowed him to renew your life. You've accepted him into your heart and he is now king of your life, rule over your life. So it says for what whatever is born of God is what victorious doesn't say we might be victorious, but it says that we are victorious over what the world. What is the world? The world is, is the principalities. The world is everything that we encounter from day to day. Problems, situations. The world is lack of money. The world is a, a, a lack of peace, lack of joy. That's the world. Everything that we encounter, we're victorious over. And then it says, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Next verse. And it says, who is it? Who is it that is victorious over the world? But he who, what? Believes that Jesus is the son of God. Who adheres to trust in and relies on that fact. So when we believe in God, we are victorious. And the enemy will tell you that you're not victorious. We believed in him. So we need to start walking like the children of God or like the children that God says we are. My thing is, if if I have if my mother is a millionaire. A millionaire and I'm living in the house and I'm her daughter, but yet I'm decide that I'm not going to take on that mindset. Now I have access to everything that my mother has because I live in her house. She's a millionaire, but then yet I decide that I'm going to go and sleep on the street. But yet I have access to everything that my, my mother says, look, this is yours. This is all yours. But I decide, even though it's all here, I decide to go out and hang with my friends. And so my friends say, well, I, I, I don't have a home. So I'm going to go and I'm going to stay outside with them. But yet I have access to a house. 
I have access to covering. I have access to food, but I decide that I'm going to live over here. I'm not grabbing a hold of what is here. My mindset is over here and I'm saying I'm living beneath what I have access to. So we have access to victory. You believe that on today? Whatever you're dealing with today, you have to make up in your mind that I have access to be victorious over this situation. I have access to be victorious over my hurt. I have access to be victorious over my lack of peace. I have access to being victorious over those situations. Every situation in my life, I have the access to be victorious. Notice I said access. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians. Now, I want to let you know that first of all, you don't have to try to earn your victory. Victory is a gift. Victory is a gift. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything for it but trust in God. It's a gift. Let's look at, uh, uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. But thanks be to God who what? Who gives us the victory. Amen. He gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That word gives means that it's a gift. He gives it to me. He freely, through our Lord, and say, he's not going to come back down and die on the cross again. He's already done that. And because he's already done that, our victory comes through our Lord and Jesus, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's look at um, Romans 8, 31 and 32. Romans 8, 31 and 32 says nothing can separate me from God's love. I know it says us, but you got to make it personal. Nothing can separate me from God's love. And then it says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for me. Who can be against me? If God is for me, you, this is how you got to talk to yourself. If God is for me, then who can be against me? Amen. I don't care what you try to do. God is for me. I don't care what you say about me. God is for me. This is the word of God. I'm not saying, I'm, this is, y'all see it in your Bible? No, I think that page is torn out of my Bible. Is it torn out of your Bible? Is that page in the Bible? It's in the Bible. It's the word. This is what we can have. And that's why I said in the very beginning, meditating on the word of God. Making it your delight to know what this says. Because this is, so to speak, your will and testament. This is where you can go and you read the will and you find out what I, what you have access to. As long as the enemy can keep you from looking at this and turning the pages and knowing what it says, he can keep you from walking in a victorious life because you don't know that you have victory, even though the word says that you have it. 
Next verse, it says, since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us. Won't he also give us everything else? God will give you what you need. God will help you to live a victorious life. God will help you to, to, to go beyond what you could ever ask or think. Whatever you, if you don't even, if you can even think it or imagine it, God has superseded that. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for you. But the enemy wants to continue to keep you blinded from what he has. You feel a pain in your body. And I do it sometimes too. I, I have a pain right back on my, um, my upper back here. And it hits me every now and then. And Pastor Robert, sometimes I'll get up and he say, hey, grandma. <laughs> he says, hey, grandma. But I'm walking like this. And I can't even straighten up. And, you know, I'm all sorts of stuff at that very moment will go through my mind. It's, you got a pinched nerve. Oh, it's cancer. Oh, it's this. You better go get that checked out. And I start, mm, I start you know, I'm walking like this. And then I start just, I make myself stand up straight. And before I know it, I'm, I'm he can't call me grandma after two or three minutes because I'm walking straight. Because I had made up in my mind, wait a minute now. This is not going to hinder me, but I have victory over this pain. I have victory. I don't, I'm not going to accept the image that the enemy is trying to paint concerning the pain. And um, let, me, let me digress here a few minutes. The Bible says to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge and the will of God. What does that mean? It sounds really good when you say it, right? What it really means is, is that every time you turn around, the enemy has, um, when you don't have the word of God, the enemy has a blank canvas. He has a blank canvas to paint and to put images in your mind. He has a blank canvas to put things in your mind. And then when you look at that image and you grab a hold of the image, that the enemy has placed there, then it becomes a part of your imagination. You begin to start seeing. And then once it becomes a part of your imagination, then you begin to start moving in that direction of what that image portrayed. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so what he's always doing, he's trying to put images there that are contrary to what the word of God says. Until we receive those imaginations. So that's why the Bible says to cast down the imagination, cast down the image when they stop it at the moment that that image is put there and say, I'm not going to accept that image. I'm not even no. uh, uh-uh. It needs to be erased right now. And you erase it. How do you erase it? You erase it with the word of God. Find out the what the word says. Let it be made. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh. Let the word contradict, not contradict, but let the word erase the image that God has placed. I mean, that the enemy has placed there. Um, Let's go to Deuteronomy 20 and 4. And then I'm going to give you some points on how to live victorious. Deuteronomy 20 and 4 says, for the Lord our God is going with you. He's going where? With you. God is going with me. 
Start making these, these scriptures personal. It says, for the Lord God, for my God, and I'm, I'm putting it personal, for my God is going with me. He will fight for me. You have to say, he will fight for me against all my enemies, and he will give me what? He's going what? He's going to fight for you. He's going to go with you. And then he's going to give you victory. I'm telling y'all, y'all take these scriptures and, and talk them. Speak them to yourself. Let's look at um, Joshua 1 and 24. I want you to understand that there are going to be moments, yes, that everything's not going to be working out. And it's going to be going opposite of your faith. You receive victory through faith in Jesus Christ. All you have to do is believe that you have the victory. And so every promise that God, let me just read what I said. All of God's promises that are available to others are also available to you. You see somebody walking in victory. You see somebody, and I know a couple of people, man, it's like every time you turn around, it seems like God is just blessing them. It seems like that God is just moving in their life. It seems just like, man, and you're looking at them like, man, what are they doing? What's, and they're so happy. They're so joy. They're like, oh, look at what God did for me. And you're standing back, man, you're not coveting or you're not being jealous, but you're saying, you know what? I want what they have. But the same thing and the same blessings and the same uh, 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 victories and, and uh, things that are available to other people are the same thing that's available to you. So let's look at Joshua um, 1, two, uh, 2 through 5. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am what? I'm giving you. It says, I promise you what I promised Moses. In other words, what, you, what Moses was promised, what other people have been promised, I promised you the same thing. They just decided to go and grab it. They just decided to go and walk in it. And so the word of God says that the same thing that I promised Moses, he says, I'm promising you. I promised you, Richard. And it says, wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have what? Given you. And it says, from the Negev wilderness in, in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. In other words, everywhere where you can turn around and look. It doesn't, you can look to the left. I've given you that. I, I've you can look to the right. I've given you that. You can look behind you. I've given you that. You can look in front of you. I've given you that. I promised you that. I promised you greater things. I promised you that you were going to come out. I promised you that you're going to walk in peace. I promised you, Gabe, that I'm going to open up some doors for you. I promise, and all you have to do is walk through them. I promise you. I promised you. Let's go to the next verse, number five. And it says, no one, because I promised this to you, because I promised that you can walk in victory, no one 
will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Nobody can stand against you. I've called you to be a man and a woman of God. Nobody can stand against you. I promise this to you. Nobody can stand against you as long as what? I wake up the next morning, I don't have no victory. But as long as I live, as long as I breathe, as long as my eyes are open, as long as I'm thinking, God has promised it to me. And I have to walk in this victory. And it says, for I will be with you. And I'm not going to have any victory outside of my own self, but it's going to be because God is going to be with me. As long as I delight myself in God, as long as I decide that I'm going to meditate on his word, God says, I'm going to be with you. And it says, for I will be with you as I was with Moses, just like you see that God is with this person over here. I'm with you, too. You got to recognize that I'm right here with you. And it says, I will not fail or abandon you. God is not going to fail you. It may look like God is failing you. It may look like God has abandoned you. And when you call on God, it seems like he's not answering. But God says, I have not abandoned you. It may look like that's why failure should not be a part of your vocabulary. Failing. Giving up should not be a part of your vocabulary because God says, I'm not going to abandon you. It's available to you. But in order to receive this victory, God's going to do his part. We must do our part. Sometimes we want to walk in victory and we want the things of God, but we're not willing to do our part. I guarantee you, if you drive your car till it get on end, you don't put no gas in it. Your car ain't going to do its part. Your part is, is to put some gas in it. Your part is to make sure that it gets a regular oil change. Don't change the oil for a couple of months. The engine going to blow up on you. Don't put no air in the tires or making sure that the air and go get it serviced. What's going to happen? The car was designed to take you from point A to point B. But if you don't do what it takes to keep that car up, that car sooner or later is going to fail and put you down. So God says that everything that I have, you have access to, but you have to do your part to receive it. What's our part? Let's look at Hebrews 12 and 2. Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's God's part. God says, I've already done that. I've already I've already go back to that scripture. He says that I have already. I'm the author and the finisher and I endured the cross already. I'm not coming back and being nailed on a cross again. Jesus said, I've done my part. The next part comes out of Joshua. The next part in Joshua says that all you have to do, Joshua, in order to receive everything that I promised you is that you got to be strong and courageous. Don't be weak. Don't give up in every opportunity that you have. It says, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors 
and I would give to them. Be strong and what? Be strong and what? Be courageous and what? Be courageous and what? Means that you don't, you don't, when, you, when something seems like it's not of, uh, 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 that wants to throw you in, in, in a, in a, in a uphurl, be courageous. Don't walk in fear. Don't be fearful of it. But you take control of it. You be courageous and say, uh-uh, no, not today. Be strong. Don't break down up under everything. But say, I'm going to stand. I'm going to put my big girl and my big boy pants on and I'm going to stand and I'm going to be strong today. What do we mean sometimes when we're saying weak? A lot of times weakness just comes in. You ain't, you don't want to fight. You don't want to put, you don't want to pick up this word and, and put the word on your situations. And then, in, in other words, and what you, yes, it does. It means giving up. You have decided that you're just going to let that situation do you instead of you decided that you're going to do that situation. How do we live a victorious life? One thing about it, living a victorious life, if you believe a lie long enough, what happens? If you believe something that is not right long enough, you'll eventually accept it as the truth. You will eventually accept it as the truth. And so in other words, you have to believe that you have victory. It may not feel like it, may not look like it, may not even even be a hint of nothing. But you keep on believing that you have victory and eventually you will begin to walk in victory. Eventually you will begin to receive the victory. Y'all understand that? We have to grab a hold of it. So how do we live a victorious life? And I'm going to be closing here in a minute. We live a victorious life by faith. By faith. This is simple as that. Can't put it any better. By faith, you receive the promises of God. Let's go to Hebrews 13 and 6. By faith. It says, So we can say, because of all that Christ did for us, we can say with confidence, the Lord is my what? He's my helper. And because he's my helper, I don't have to what? Fear. Fear is not of God. So if you're fearing a situation or if you're fearing, if you you have a sense of fear, Inside of you, and I, I and I, um, the best way I can put that is, um, there's sometimes that that I wake up and I'm, um, I just got so much to do that day, and before my feet ever hit the bed, I start feeling fear rising up inside of me, and the fear is is because I'm not, I, I don't feel like that I'm going to be able to get everything that I need to get done. And that feeling is of the enemy. And if the, instead of me sitting there saying, look, yes, I have all of these things done, but if I don't get it done, all done, it's okay. But instead, what I will do is I will accept that fear. I will accept, I'm not going to get it done. I got, oh, oh, this person, you know, and I'm running around even in my head. Instead of saying, you know what? Uh-uh. Perfect love 
cast out all fear. I'm not even, I, my feet ain't even hit the bed, devil. You might well just go ahead on because it's going to be okay. I'm going to rearrange my schedule on some things. And if it don't get done, it's going to be all right. Y'all ever felt like that before? To where it's like, it just fear came out of nowhere. And you don't even know, and you can't, sometimes can't shake it. Let's go back to my verse. Uh, we live victoriously by faith. It says, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my God, you can help me through every situation I go through. You can help me through this day. So therefore, Lord, if I got a lot to do, Lord, I give you this day right here today, and you show me how to organize my day. So I don't have to fear. Because what can mere people do to me? They flesh and blood just like I am. You can't beat me up. You can't take nothing from me. You flesh and blood. So I don't have to fear you. Let's go to the next verse. Hebrews 13 and 6. Um, no. Um, where are we at, Thomas? Uh, let's go to uh, we live victorious, uh, a victorious life. No, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Um, did I skip around? Yes, I did. Joshua. No. Live victorious by faith. Uh, let's go to First John 5 and 4. We live victorious by faith. It says, for every child of God defeats this world, and we have achieved this victory through our faith. So you believe faith. That's how you achieve victory. Um, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says that no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is what? God, y'all was mighty weak on me. God is what? Faithful. Who will not allow you to be what? Tempted. Beyond what you are able. Meaning what you are able to deal with. He's not going to allow you to be tempted beyond that. It says, but with the temptation, everything that you have gone through, everything that seems like that it's going to cast a shadow on your relationship with God, everything that it seems like it's going to try to pull you away and come in between you and God. God says, I've already provided a way, a way out for that. He says, but with every temptation, I will also make a way of escape so that in other words, sometimes I may not deliver you right up out of it. I may not be, I may not deliver you from it. But I'll give you the strength to be able to bear it. Because sometimes what we go through is because God is trying to groom us. God is trying to make us. God is trying to strengthen us. We live, uh, we live victorious by faith. First, uh, we live vict- uh, victorious life by trusting God. Let's go to Psalms 125 and 1. Psalms 125 and 1 says, those who what? Those who trust in the Lord are secure. You're secure when you trust in God. Don't trust in your own abilities. Don't trust in your own resources. Don't trust in even the people that are closest to you. But it says, trust in who? The Lord. You're going to be secure when you trust in him. It says that you will not be defeated. When you trust in him, he's going to give you the victory. And lastly, 
Point number one was we live victorious by faith. Point number two is we live a victorious life by trusting God. Number three, we have to think victoriously. We have to think victoriously. Hebrews 13 and 6 says, so we can have confidence. The Lord is my helper. I don't have to fear. You think it. Think it. Think it. Think victoriously. And lastly, it says, in order to live a victorious life, we must change our focus. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on your problem? Are you focusing on other people? What are we focusing on? What are we? Ask yourself, what am I focusing on? Philippians 4 and 8 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Do what? Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. Tell somebody, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe it. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable. What is right. What's right. What's pure. What's lovely and admirable. It says think about things that are excellent. You don't know how to think on things that's excellent? Put some scriptures on your mirror. Put some pictures of where you want to go. Create your own self a vision board. Think on those excellent things. And think on those things that are worthy of praise. I don't mean no harm, but I don't want to be around anybody that's negative. I don't want to be around anyone that always find fault in something. Can't never find the good in anything. But it says to think on those things that are worthy of praise. And let me, let me, let me say this real quick. If you have connected yourself with someone that's negative. That never has anything good to say. Maybe you need to separate yourself from them a little while. And you feel like they're, and, and, and they're pulling you. You may, you may need to just separate yourself from them. But it's, it's going to hurt. What did I say? Jesus had to suffer in order to win victory. Sometimes you got to suffer in order to win. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. It's going to be lonely. But there are times that you're going to have to get in that place in order so you can gain the victory. And let me share something with you that the Lord shared with me yesterday morning. And he told me, he said, you know what? He said that you cannot walk through some of the doors that I already have open for you until you shut some doors. I've already got some doors open for you, but you have to shut some doors. 
And so I say this to you. There are things that God wants to do in your life, but there are some things that you are going to have to do. You're going to have to bring an end to it. You're going to have to do some things. God has already done his part. We're going to have to do our part. God has already, you keep trying to go back through this door that God has already said, look, ain't nothing there. You're seeing that there's been no benefit from it, but yet you still keep going back through that door. God said, until you shut that door, you cannot walk through this door. I cannot walk through this door if I'm continuing going through that door. On that side of the door is blessings. On that side of the door is greatness and the things that God has promised for me. But on this side of the door is nothing but upheaval. On this side of the door has been nothing but trouble and adversity and pulling me down. But yet I keep going through that door. And God said, go through that door. Shut that door. Lock it. Put a bolt on it. Cannot receive some of the things that God has for you. And it's going to require you to do some things. And last but not least, I'm going to tell you this. Giving up is not an option. Giving up is not an option. Don't give up. I don't care how bad it gets. We can stand to our feet. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care how much it may hurt. Don't give up. God's not going to give up on you. God said that I'm giving you, I've already given you the victory. You can live a victorious life. You believe that on today? You believe that you can live a victorious life? Praise God. Come on, Pastor Robert. You can live a victorious life. Anybody in here today? Seems like life has beat you down so hard and doesn't seem like you ever are going to get through this. I stand here today to encourage you. You can make it. God's with you. He's fighting for you. May not look like God is fighting for you, but he is. He is. 